0: here at the church, and so she is going to be looking out over the uh, audience, and whoever the Lord highlights to her, she is going to offer to prophesy over that person. Now, we're a church that believes in honoring the free will of people. So if, let's say, for instance, Kelly designates Paul there and says, uh, the fellow there who's holding the basket, uh, I believe the Lord has a word for you. If you are comfortable with receiving that word, just kind of nod your head, and she'll give you the word publicly. And by the way, it will be uplifting, edificational, exhortational, or comforting. It will not be ever a public rebuke prophetically around here. Absolutely. It will not happen. So you can feel safe, but if you're uncomfortable... If you're a visitor here and you're uncomfortable, we understand that. And we would uh, give you the opportunity to just say, you know, not, not right now, but that'll mean that Kelly will minister to you after the service over here privately. She'll give you the prophetic word. So that's the way we want to do that this morning. So let's greet Kelly Rhodes. <clears throat> Bob.
1: <laughs> so today I kind of wanted to uh, visit the Old Testament and talk about a feast that happens right around this time of the year. But I want to talk about it and then I want to bring it to how we can apply it to our lives today. Because the Old Testament is full of symbolism that when you start to study it, the more you study, especially the symbolism, as I study that, it just there's just no way that a, a, a man could sit down and write this. Because so much of Jesus is hidden in the Old Testament. And when you start to study it out, it is just, it's just amazing. From numbers, to colors, to events, to different things that happen. And it, it's just amazing to me. So today we're going to talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, the Feast of Unleavened Bread actually falls right after Passover. It's a seven-day event that takes place. And actually, women all over the world, especially in the Jewish nation, is preparing for this feast. So we find it in Leviticus 23, and we find it in Exodus 12. And this is what it says in Leviticus. On the 15th day of that month, the Lord's feast of unleavened bread begins. For seven days, you must eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. That sounds good. For seven days, present an offering to the Lord by fire. And on the seventh day, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Then in Exodus it says, celebrate the feast of unleavened bread, because it's on that day I brought your divisions out of Egypt, celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for generations to come. In the first month you are to eat bread made without yeast, from the evening of the 14th day to the 21st day. For seven days no yeast is to be found in your houses, and whoever eats anything with yeast must be cut off from the community of Israel." Eat nothing made with yeast. Yeast. Whatever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. Basically, yeast is very similar to flour. So if anybody here is on a gluten-free diet, you know how hard it is to avoid these types of products. And not only to avoid these type of products, you now have to clean your house out and get rid of all the yeast. Now, I have cats, And I can't imagine me trying to find every little crumb my cat has put somewhere in my house. Or if you have kids who like to carry snacks around or whatever. And you've got to find all the, I mean, this is a job. You know, I pity the wife. You know, some people say, I wish I lived in the Old Testament. I wish I was there then. I got news for you. I am glad I'm not there. I have no desire to be trying to clean out all the yeast out of my house. Now, I have went gluten-free, and I still don't even have all the flour stuff out of my house, and it's been months. So I can't imagine trying to get all this yeast out of my house. Do you know what a joy it was for me when I found out that cleanliness next to godliness is not a scripture? (laughs) is saying that John Wesley made up and I think the men, sorry, I think you ran with it. So that is not in there. And that is just so exciting to me because I thought, you know, when I was 20 I could tear that house apart and clean it from top to bottom. I would scrub the walls. I would do everything to make that house clean. I haven't scrubbed a wall in a good 10 years. <laughs> and I don't see it happening anytime soon. So here's this woman who's got to go in and totally tear apart her house because there can be no yeast. Now, yeast is symbolic for sin. So she would clean it out, but then here's something she would do. She would take 10 pieces and she would hide them. So she would hide them, and the father would come in, and the kids. And they would start to hunt for these. Let me just back up for one second. I want to read to you a list of things that contain yeast, just so you have a good idea. Baked goods, vinegar, mayonnaise, mustard, pickles, barbecue sauce, salad dressing, vitamins commercially prepared foods, soy sauce, olives, potato chips, soups, dry roasted nuts, cheese, spices. I mean, this was a job. Now, she would take these ten pieces, and ten is the number for authority in government. So she would take these ten pieces of yeast, and then the father would come in, and he would get the children at night. And they would go through the house. They would take a feather. You should have saw me chasing this bird the other day in my backyard. (laughs) They would take a feather and they would hunt these 10 pieces of yeast. They wouldn't touch it. They would sweep it up and put it onto a wooden spoon. They'd also use a candle. They did it at night when it was dark. Now, I know some of you already know what the symbolism is here. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Holy Spirit descended as a dove. The wooden spoon Is the cross. So now I'm taking my sin. And I'm sweeping it onto the cross. As the Holy Spirit reveals to me. And as the word of God reveals to me. Some of the sins that I have in my life. Some of the attitudes maybe that I have. Some of the things that just aren't what they should be. First, Christi- First Corinthians 5, 6 through 8 says, Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast that you may have to be a new batch without yeast as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival not with the old yeast, The yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of serenity and truth. The old yeast, this little bit of yeast, Paul is saying, will infect the whole lump. And when he's writing this, I want you to understand something. When he's writing this, he's talking about one person in the church. He's telling them to get rid of that person. Because that one person in the church is going to affect all the rest. See, it's not the big sins sometimes, it's the little sins. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things. When I was working, and I gotta tell you, this is this is actually hard for me to share, but when I was working, it was like I could take instructions from my boss, but then it was like I felt like they hit a certain line where they were pushing me too hard. And I would react explosively. And I didn't see it. I'll be honest with you. I did not see it until the last few years I was working there, and this woman, who was not a Christian at the time, came to me, and very gently, she didn't say, you, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian. She didn't do that. She came to me as a friend and someone I had known for a long time, and she said, and she talked to me, and I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me. I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even realize it. But I, I started to pray about it, and what God showed me was, and with the help of some of the classes here, the foundational classes, uh, what Lenny's involved with, and those things, I realized I had made a vow, an inward vow to myself, that no one would ever push me beyond what I feel they should as an employee. The reason I felt that way was because my mom, bless her heart, had worked three jobs and I would see her come home in tears and crying and, and all those type of things. And I can, remember in my, I can remember the moment I said it to myself. No one will ever treat me like that. And I made that vow. And I had to get that out of my life. Once I recognized it, and it was, like I said, this woman, like I said, she's a Christian now. I hope I had some impact but, you know, but she was so gentle. And, I, you know, this is the thing. When you take the Holy Spirit, the Word and the Spirit work together. If you only have the Word, it's just going to drag you down. It's going to kill you. But if you have the Word with the Spirit, and the Spirit is gentle, and he's a comforter, and he wants to lead us into all truth. See, the Word can expose our sin, but then the comforter comes in, and they work together. To say you need to bring this out of your life. And you know, I, I have talked to non Christians uh, several times, of course, and one of the things they talk about to me is there's just so many rules. I don't want to be a Christian because I'll have to give up this, 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 and you know, and they just they just don't understand. But you know what it is? It's because God doesn't ask us to give them up so that it's a punishment. He asks us to give him up so that I can have love, joy, peace. It's for my benefit. It's not because he's sitting up there with a hammer wanting to hit me over the head when I get out of line. It's because he loves me and wants me to have the best life I can have right now. You know, heaven will be great, but I'm here for a while. So. So I want the best life possible. And that's going to be through getting rid of some of this stuff. Have you ever, and I've done this, gotten offended? Nobody here. I know nobody here but me has ever gotten offended. (laughs) And been mad at yourself because you're offended? I mean, now you're not only offended with the other person, you're also upset with yourself. But it's true. I get offended and I'll think, Kelly, why are you offended? You shouldn't be offended. This should not be bothering you. Why are you upset about this? And I have to take that offense and just give it to the Lord. You know, I just have to say, Lord, this is bothering me. It's under my skin. I don't know why it's under my skin, but it is. You know, we have to just turn these things over to the Lord. So after he does, they do all this, they take, and they're being very careful. They cannot touch this, this leaven. So after they get done doing that, they take a white linen cloth and they wrap the sin onto the cross. Where we need to take our sin to the cross. That's Mm. That's our answer. I mean, this service, from the time Cindy got up, all the way through, we've heard people talk about repentance. Kathy said about it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We all have things in our lives, but they take this and then... The next morning, they put it outside. next morning, they go down to the temple, and they burn it. Jesus descended where? Into hell. It wouldn't have been a completed work if he had not descended into hell and had victory over it. We can have victory over these things. See, the Lord is wanting to walk through your life. And he wants you to identify the different pieces of leaven. And it's funny because as I studied this, there were three things that God just really pointed out to me. And it's, it's kind of, of a place where our society is. And I think, I think we need to be aware as Christians so that we don't fall into this trap. Number one is fear. People are walking in fear. And, I, and honestly, I do understand that, you know, the political situation every day is something new, you know, and then the schools and the things that are happening there. And, I mean, it's a, it, it, it can be a very overwhelming time if you allow fear to grip your heart. But we have to release that and let that go. The other thing I see a lot of in society right now is anger. People are just angry, and I'm not even sure they know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just seem like they're angry with everything and everybody. And and then of course right behind that is offense. People getting offended. Now, I like Facebook because I have relatives from one side of this country all the way to the other side of this country, and they post pictures of the kids, and, you know, I just love that. get to see pictures of the kids I haven't seen in a while and, and, you know, see what friends are doing and that type of thing. So I do enjoy Facebook. However I've made it a policy, I will never comment politically on anything. (laughs) But I made a mistake. <laughs> not, not that any of you have ever done that, I know. I put out there a statement, and it was true. It was fact. It was true. And I said, I'm just stating a fact, please. No negative comments or anything. I'm just stating a fact. And that's, well, the first person said something very nice, and the next person gave me a three-paragraph whipping on. But, and the thing was, I really was just stating a fact. It wasn't like I was saying it was wrong or right or anything. I was just stating a fact. So I deleted it. I just totally deleted the post and said, okay, that, never again. And so I try to censor everything, you know, on Facebook that I put, and I do pretty good. But there's this pastor in Oxford who I graduated with. He doesn't like women preachers. Yeah, you might see why I didn't respond well to that. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, Deborah was a judge. Anna was a prophetess. Uh, what are you talking about? Don't you know they did, they did a backspace, 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 backspace. <laughs> Couldn't let my attitude get wrong. And I didn't say anything because I knew in my heart that regardless of what I said, I wasn't going to convince him of anything different. So I might as well just keep my peace and not get into an argument with somebody over women preachers. I know I'm called. That's all I need to know. Right? So it's, it's where we display ourselves. So in Galatians, Paul writes, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before. And those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom. Now, some of those sound really deep, but when you start digging them up, Uncleanliness, having evil thoughts. adultery, putting something over God. Witchcraft, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Variance, arguing, wrath, desiring ill will for another. Strife, a contest for superiority. So that... The scripture that came to mind was Romans 7, and Paul says, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I do, I do not. What I hate, I do, and if I do, I do not what, what I want to do. I agree that the law is good. So as you read this, this is the way I look at it, okay? This is Kelly's interpretation. It'll be in print next week. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> What I want to do, I don't do. What I do want to do, I don't do. There's a war in my members. There's a war between the flesh and the spirit. I see this battle going on. Now, listen, if somebody would talk to you like that today, be perfectly honest, you'd be saying, have you seen a therapist? (laughs) Right? If he wrote that today, we'd be saying... Split personality, maybe? What do you mean there's a war in your members? What do you mean you're not doing what you want to do and what you don't want to do, you do, do? But then he said, thanks be to God. In our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? He's made me more than a conqueror. I'm just not a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. You know, if a fighter gets in the ring and he wins the fight, he's a conqueror. When he walks home and gives that paycheck to his wife, she's more than a conqueror. (laughs) So God wants to develop in us the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. We need to identify the sin and put it on the cross. You know, I do pretty good with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Okay, long-suffering, yeah, it's not so much. Kindness, goodness, faithful, gentleness, self-control. I do real good till I go to a smorgasbord and self-control is off the table. <laughs> I try. I go in with my mom and I'll say, okay, mom, I am not going to overeat here today. I'm only going to eat till I'm full, and then I'm going to stop. Uh Yeah, Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. And then I walk out and say, can you pull the car up here? Because I don't think I can walk. (laughs) Self-control. See, we all have areas we can improve in. Maybe you don't. You know, we have a habit of doing like the big sins, little sins you know, putting them into departments. But, you know, God doesn't do that. He doesn't have, okay, that was just a little white lie, Kelly. That's okay. No, that was a lie, Kelly. That wasn't okay. You should have showed love to that person. Even though you know they wronged you, you should have showed love. I went to uh, a baby shower yesterday. And uh, I, I was pretty sure there'd be a person there that I haven't seen in a while. And there had been some offenses of the past. And I had actually worked through that. But the last time I s- saw this person, they really came at me and confronted me. And I, I was praying about it beforehand. I was like, Lord, let me respond the way I should. Let me, you know, if this happens, let me be, respond in love and let me, Actually, she didn't come at me. It was very comfortable. Spoke to her, talked to her, hugged her goodbye, you know, and I was just so thankful. I didn't have any of that. You know, when you're offended with somebody and you see them, something happens in here, and I didn't feel any of that. The only thing I felt was, is she going to confront me? I had a little... But it was fine. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful that it was just, it was okay. You know, David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me knowing, know my thoughts. If there be any wicked way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. In a few weeks, it'll be Easter. And I know we do a lot of uh, things for Christmas. We decorate, we buy gifts, we do a lot of things. And his birth was important, but so was his death. His birth would not be important if he hadn't died for us. So I just want us to take a few seconds. Right now, I want you to pray and ask God, is there something I need to repent of? Remember, it's not a punishment. It's because he wants you to have a good life. He wants you to live life to the fullness in him. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to be all you can be in him. So right now, if we could just pray and consecrate ourselves. And over the next couple weeks, really consecrate yourself to the Lord as we look towards Easter. Lord, right now, I just ask if there be any wicked way in us. Lord, in that we wouldn't say, oh, that's a small sin or, and ignore the large sins. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, you would reveal it to us and we would just lay that on the cross. And allow you to take that. Lord, I just pray that every person here would just be so inclined leaving here today, going forward this next couple weeks and just really look towards you and the work of the cross that you've done and see you as a loving father when you call us to repentance, not as a taskmaster, but because you love us. Lord, help us with our attitudes. Help us, Lord, work through offenses. Help us, Lord, not to get angry or lose our temper. Every little thing, Lord, regardless of what it is, not to be jealous, not to covet another person's belongings or their position. Lord, not to put ourselves above you. Not to put our own entertainment above you. Lord, but to surrender it all to you today because we know you want us to walk in love. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Jesus. Steve, God's not done with you yet. This isn't over. He wants you to know that he still needs you, that we need you, and that your gifting has not come to an end. but to push forward he also wants you to know that there's more people for you than there is against you I think sometimes you think you don't think you really matter but you do you matter to all of us Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord Can I pray for you guys after church or, or now, or I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to say anything embarrassing. Okay. You're okay? I feel like you've been in a, like a dry season. And I feel like God is bringing a shift into your life. almost, almost see God just blowing forth into the dust, just going away like where things have been unclear, he's going to start making clear again. And I actually see maybe a change in some path in some direction. But I really feel like God is bringing a time of great joy to your house. That he's bringing a time and a season of peace Some things are going to start falling into place. Things that maybe haven't exactly made sense. But things are going to begin to change. I just see him really moving in and answering your prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to be up here to pray for people. I'd like the prophetic team. Anyone's on the prophetic team, please come up right now. Kathleen, come on. Come on. Prophetic team. <laughs> I'd like to pray for anyone that feels like you need prayer. Maybe God really dealt with something this morning and you just want someone to agree with you in prayer. That's okay. The Bible says to confess your faults one to another. And although I don't highly recommend you confessing them just to anybody, (laughs) sometimes it helps when you get prayer from someone else. So Lord, I just bless this congregation. I bless this people. Lord, I ask that there will be traveling mercies on the highway today. Lord, and I pray that this month we will set ourselves aside to consecrate and dedicate ourselves to you and remember the cross. Not just one day, but just remember it this month as we focus on you and what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Bruce, do you have anything?
0: Yeah, guys, we're going to... Come up for ministry then. Don't be shy if the Lord's nudging you in your heart to come up and receive prayer. You might not even know precisely why. But these people are prophetic. They'll tell you. <laughs> so come on up and receive ministry. And then we're going to close with a final worship song. And you guys can worship along. And if you have to leave, God bless you guys. Right. Let's stand together. And those who do want to come up and uh, receive ministry, please do so. going to continue on with worship when you're ready to leave. God bless you guys. See you next week. Jersey Sunday next week. God bless you.